Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. Alrighty, everyone, we are here to talk about some of the post-MOM direction of the MCU. I think for the first time since we started Phase 4 post-Endgame, we really have our first genuine idea about where we might be going for the overarching umbrella, next Infinity Gauntlet, if you will. And so we're going to talk about that today, dive a little bit deeper so that you guys have some context about some of the conversations that have been going on online, how this ties into future properties and properties that we've already seen in phase four, and just some of our general predictions for where we might be going. So without further ado, Katie, tell them what we're going to talk about today. All right. So if you guys have been paying any attention to us the past few episodes, I do think we brought it up slightly, but we thought it deserved its own episode, which I think if you've been anywhere on the internet or you're not a comic book person, you might feel you need it. So we're thinking, and I think a lot of the internet's thinking, we're finally heading towards Secret Wars. So while we do say we compare it to the Infinity War or the Infinity Saga, I want to give a like a flag of it's not going to be anything like the Infinity Saga. <laughs> not that we should have expected it to be, but for those of you who aren't really familiar with the storyline, which we'll get into in a moment, it's it's a doozy and it's not for the faint of heart at all. I also want to give a, a little bit of a, a caution that I know a lot of people who maybe aren't as aware of the background of it kind of are looking at it like it's going to be a cameo fest. It's most likely not going to be. It's going to take a big build-up since we've only just gotten a possible hint towards it now, a year and a half into Phase 4. And I do not think we need to be expecting to see everybody from everything from the past 20 years in it. So that will not be the premise of it, that it will not be the main goal. So definitely if you've kind of been thinking that's where we're going, it's not. But it'll be a really cool thing, I promise. It's just not going to be a cameo fest. Yes. And with that being said, I think it's time to dig a little deeper. We've kind of been talking about it in these grand overarching terms, but now we're going to talk about it with a little bit of context. What is it? General overview, what happens? So we have a little bit of an idea and then we'll get into kind of how it ties into what we're seeing now. So to start off, there's actually two runs of Secret Wars that you'll see if you Google it online. I know because I did this last week. The first one came out in the 1980s and it saw a bunch of heroes and a bunch of villains going on to this battle world brought over by the Beyonder. And he basically wanted them to have a battle to see who could win. Then they go back to Earth. It's done. I mean, some other things happen. She-Hulk joins the Fantastic Four, namely being one of them. One of the biggest things that I'm sure we're going to dive into more later because it's definitely very important to the future of the MCU. But this is the first time we actually see Spider-Man in the symbiote suit that later becomes Venom, of course. So that's a big deal. 
And so that's the 1980s version. But I think both Katie and I would agree that the version that we're most likely to get on screen coming up will be the 2015 version. And in that version, we see Earth 616 and the Ultimate Universe having an incursion. So they're about to collide and only one of them really can survive or maybe they both don't survive. Some of the big players in this, the Fantastic Four, are massive. This is really, at its heart, you know, a Fantastic Four story. Doctor Doom um, is really big as well. They essentially, all the universes kind of come together or fragments of, of many of the universes come together to create one world called Battle World where there's pieces of each of them and Doctor Doom is really the leader. He's the emperor. He's this godlike figure who's in charge. And so, like I said, Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom are really very pivotal to this storyline. I was watching a video when preparing for this episode and basically someone asked, like, you know, does this character die? It was when the comics were first coming out in 2015. Someone asked, you know, does this character die? And the guys who wrote the comics were basically like, oh no, everybody dies. So if you thought like the end of Infinity War was like traumatizing, this one's going to be worse, friends. This one's going to be worse. I just think about Mark Ruffalo when he's like, oh, you should see this one. Everybody dies. And we were like, what? I know. <laughs> and but blew it off and then everybody dies. Poor Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like D -d dude <laughs> honestly that is one of my favorite interview moments of all time it's just it never stops being great i mean it just keeps it keeps giving clearly if we end up at secret wars it just keeps giving truly truly so now that we've kind of given a little bit of an overview katie let's talk about how it relates to some of the things that we're seeing so far or that have been hinted at in the mcu coming up take it away all right, so obviously we're going to start with MOM, since the only reason we're really having this conversation right now is because of MOM. Um, and not even the movie, the end credits scene. <laughs> so throwing out the rest of MOM, just the end credits scene. Obviously we see Clea up here. We have talked about her in our last episode and who she is in the comics. Um, and she comes in and is like, you have created an incursion, my dude. We need to fix this. And that's my best summary of that end credit scene. <laughs> it's I, pretty apt. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing you're missing is, as usual, Charlize Theron looks amazing. Yeah, And her exactly. costuming is fantastic. But She's other got than that, that euphoria makeup, it. but you know, other than that, yeah. Yeah, totally fine. For uh, Now, we saw our movie on Thursday, uh, or we saw our, we didn't see it together, which is weird for us, but lately we haven't been able to, two different states, but we did both get to see it on Thursday. And so... Die Hard fans are usually the ones there on Thursday, hence why we were there as well. And you, in that moment, knew the difference between the people who either like the comic books or dabble in the comic books, and the people who maybe pay more attention only to the MCU. No problem, either way. Because everybody who has knowledge of the comic books and pay any attention to them were pretty much boosted out of their seat in that moment, as if Wanda herself took control of their bodies and just made them all stand up. And just were like, oh my god. Like, I think that caught one of the most real reactions from the entire film was that moment. Because, as Taylor said, an incursion is essentially what causes everything from Secret Wars to take place. And now we're finally getting some confirmation that we're moving in that direction. Obviously, is it 616? 
most likely, I would assume, which is why we thought MLM was a little weird that it wasn't <laughs> dealing with 616. So we have to assume that's how all our heroes are going to end up there. But besides Doctor Strange, we have some other things that could be a little bit of a hint. One of them I know is Spider-Man. For one, as Taylor said, we officially get the symbiotic suit in the first Secret Wars. Well, what did our main man Venom leave in our universe before he got, bl- not blip, not snap? Anti-blips? I don't I, I don't, don't know. Whatever I you call like, a return to your home multiverse, or your home universe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure the term for that. After he just kind of got a return to sender, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he left a little piece of his symbiote. This could be a really awesome way to kind of do a different Venom version for Tom, considering obviously Tom Holland, not Tom Hardy. I hate that. I know. And they're both Tom H, too. Like, well, it's then so you have difficult. Tom Hiddleston, who's also Tom H. I just, and they're all British. <laughs> it's too much. It's, it's a lot. But it would be a really interesting way to do a version of Venom for him that's not really redoing Toby's and also not doing what we've already seen with Tom Hardy. So it would be really cool to see him first on that suit now in Battle World. And then lastly, I think a huge thing that, whether you want to read into it as much as we might be or not, one of the big things that we even said was the reason we saw Reed Richards was to establish who our Reed Richards was going to be. Obviously, we've known Fantastic Four to be slated for a while, but we haven't gotten much information on them. I know they had a director change and everything, but we haven't really gotten a lot of cast confirmations and everything. Obviously, now we know who our Reed Richards is going to be, and part of having that inclusion is important because, as Taylor also said, this is a huge Fantastic Four, I guess, event, if you will. It is essentially, when you boil it down, just Doctor Doom versus Reed Richards with everybody else just thrown in there and battling and everything else. So they're going to be huge, and we finally got that inclination. Granted, the Illuminati has so many members not endlessly, but still has quite a few members that they chose not to include, and they consciously did choose to include Reed Richards, and I do believe wholeheartedly that is partially because we are getting a Fantastic Four, and we are getting a setup to help kind of ease us into that Secret Wars storyline. Yeah, and going off of that, you know, I think one thing that this says, you know, knowing the timeline, I think the Fantastic Four movie is slated for 2024, if I'm not incorrect it's not much further out anymore yeah because it used to feel like it was on the horizon now it's like (laughs) yeah but i know it's not next year so i think it's 2024 or early 2025 so it's coming you know i think honestly i think we're gonna start getting casting pretty soon or the rumors are gonna start to be solidified a little bit more pretty soon i would say probably the next two to three months because i would think they'd have to start actually filming but all those points aside i i bring up the timeline because i think this shows that the actual film event of secret wars will probably not happen for another seven to eight years is my guess because you still have to actually introduce the fantastic four which isn't happening until 2024 at the earliest so that's another year and a half to two years then on top of that You know, it's not something that you can just have a one movie experience with them. Like, this is something that you have to be genuinely invested in them. And I think Doctor Strange is actually a really good model for someone who can have his introductory film and then go on to be in other films and in that way become really central to the MCU without having to have, like, 
back-to-back solo films, like we saw with Thor and Cap and Iron Man. Like, they were established through their solo franchises, but I think the Fantastic Four is actually most likely going to follow a Doctor Strange model, where we'll see them introduced in whatever form that may be in their solo film, and then they'll be popping up throughout other films moving forward so that we really establish who they are, what they're like, and we get a feeling like we we know them and we love them the same the way way we that we love Doctor Strange so that when it does come to Secret Wars they're not these like people who just like had one one-off film and like now they're central to the story. Yeah, and, and it is a little unfortunate that Doctor Strange falls into that category of just kind of being there to set up the next thing and then he's just involved. <laughs> and for those of you who don't quite know what we're saying in the Infinity Saga, we got the first Doctor Strange in 2016. He ended up being super integral to the the rest of the Infinity Saga, obviously. Although a lot of people on the internet are starting to realize just how wrong his role was after MOM. But we won't get there. <laughs> Regardless, his solo film was essentially there to set him up, to introduce him, to introduce us to that world of magic. And then when we saw it being played out in Infinity War and Endgame, I mean, he played the pivotal role of bringing everybody back through the portals and everything, and he was the one who told Tony this was the one scenario which clearly, once again, was not right, because we've seen there were other scenarios that played out. But regardless, and I'm not even a Tony fan, I'm a little salty on that one. Yeah, I feel like we could do, like, a whole other episode on the different ways that Thanos could have been annihilated that did not involve half the universe dying. That MOM has essentially proven to us can happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, not to digress from that, regardless, he was brought in for that, we needed that introduction, and then all of a sudden he became a very pivotal person, and I kind of feel like MOM's going to do the same thing. He, I know we, I think we talked in the very first Reactions episode, which was very raw, not long, I think it was the day after we watched it, so we really didn't have a lot going through our brains at that time, other than what we just saw. And we obviously weren't going to reach the end credit scene with all the other things that happened in the film. But at that time, we were kind of like, okay, so this sets up Doctor Strange 3. But as we sat further on it, I mean, the likelihood of him getting a third film prior to us starting to see Secret Wars taking place is very unlikely. And it's a little unfortunate because MOM once again played that role of hey, this is just Doctor Strange in the multiverse. He's just, like, exploring. And then the end credit scene is going to set up the entire rest of the next 10 years or whatnot. So, unfortunately, he is falling victim to that. Probably, again, I don't expect to see a Doctor Strange 3 because he cannot fix the incursion if we're going to get Secret Wars. It's not physically possible. So I think the only way, sorry to cut you off. No, go off. But I think the only way that it might be possible, and we've talked about this before, this is a theory. I don't know that it'll be true, but here's just a possibility because we now live in a multiversal world where anything is possible. I could see a world where if they don't want to do Doctor Strange dirty again, they choose to have him fix an incursion with Clea. But in doing so, they don't recognize that it's not the only one. So let's say the whole multiverse is beginning to collapse, but it kind of starts with that one domino. And that's the incursion that Clea has recognized. And so they go to fix it, 
not realizing that it's kind of already too late and the pieces are in place for a full multiversal breakdown. And so they're really just putting a band-aid on a much, much bigger problem. That's really the only way, to your point, that I could see that working out because otherwise, like, it's not gonna... The idea of an incursion or the idea of Secret Wars cannot be fixed in a Doctor Strange film because it's not about Doctor Strange. And we'll get to his role in Secret Wars in a second or a little bit about it, but at its essence, again, it's really, like, I can't hammer this home enough. It's a Fantastic Four event, so he's not gonna fix it in his own movie. Yeah, and to play devil's advocate just a little bit, while there could be a definite plotline, I also think... Unfortunately for him, I don't think it's a strong plot line, especially when the whole thing is, you know, we could literally start Secret Wars right now. We don't need a third movie to really be like, oh, he could go fix that incursion, but it just proves that now another incursion's taking place, and now we're getting Secret Wars. I just feel like the conversation's already happening. I feel like it's not progressing a story. We all assume Earth 616 is involved in this incursion. We all assume things are already taking place the stakes are high. But also, you know, unfortunately, again, he, MOM didn't do so hot. Uh, I think it's really debated through a lot of fans right now. I think a lot of people were not in love with it. And that's okay. But I also think a lot of people felt it was just kind of there uh, as a film. And it didn't really, up until that end credit scene, there wasn't much happening. Yeah, it didn't deliver. I think, I think the I don't, I don't want to talk for everybody here, but I think, I know you feel this way, I feel this way, and I, I think a lot of people feel this way. It didn't deliver on what it promised, and I think that's kind of the overarching consensus. Yeah, Obviously, some people really loved it. Fine. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I think a lot of people were disappointed that it kind of ignored, and we've obviously talked about this at length, but ignored some really important plot points and, you know, low-key an entire movie that preceded it. <laughs> well, exactly. And I, I think that because of that, and as its own film, maybe it would have been fine, but because it was kind of almost a promise to integrate so much that it didn't end up integrating, I feel like trying to make a third Doctor Strange just doesn't work at this point. I think his he plays such a big role in Secret Wars and he has a lot of involvement, so, and obviously, like Taylor said, we'll get to that, but because he has this role that's going to be just as prominent as it was in the Infinity Saga, making a third movie is a waste of time, if you will. Also, Benedict wants a break, and so give him one. I mean, if he doesn't need to be in the next film for another, like, three, four years, let him, <laughs> you know, let him do what he's got to do, instead of making a, a film that doesn't need to be made. Yeah, I mean, that's super fair. We've alluded to it a couple times. So let's actually talk about it. What does Doctor Strange do in Secret Wars? He actually works with Doctor Doom. Besties. So I want to caveat this by saying in my research, it was unclear whether this is our 616 Doctor Strange TBD. Full disclosure, I actually found that my local library, Go New York Public Library, shout out, yay, actually has Secret Wars available to borrow. So I'm going to be doing that and doing a full read on this. For anybody who wants to, just a quick aside, for anybody who wants to also do the same, there is a main Secret Wars kind of storyline, and then there's actually, like, supplemental storylines as well, because it really did, the 2015 version really did combine pretty much everything that was happening in Marvel at the time and reset it. So there's the main version, and then there's, like, supplemental series as well. Just something for anybody who's really interested in this and wants to take a look at the storylines, that's something to keep in mind. 
But going back to Doctor Strange, like I said, we're not sure if it's the 616 Doctor Strange that is working with Doctor Doom, but there is a version of Doctor Strange who's actually not on the side of good within Secret Wars, which I think is really interesting. And I have to hit this with, I think there's a theory that I'm going to throw. Go for it. As in, it's my theory. <laughs> not, I mean, unless other people are saying it, but I, I'm, I haven't seen other people say it. I'm saying it. <laughs> Obviously, we see this the eye the third eye pop up on doctor strange in the end credit scenes and i think everybody was like "Ooh, that's not good but it actually could be worse than we think it is essentially i think it's going to be earth 616's doctor strange that we can expect to be seeing with doctor doom partially because i don't know how big they're going to make the incursion so as of right now if the incursion depending on who 616 is hitting with if we're hitting with the dark dimension for example well we have clea who is technically the Doctor Strange of that dimension. So we don't know who we're getting, necessarily. We've also seen like 7,000 Doctor Stranges already. (laughs) So I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing 7,000 more. But my main reason why this is going to be my theory that it's Earth 616's Doctor Strange is because clearly he's being corrupted by the Darkhold. Now, for those of you who don't understand why or don't remember... Obviously, we see Wanda destroy all the Darkhold. She doesn't want anybody to be affected by it the way that she was. Problem is, is good old Doctor Strange, good old Steven, has a photographic memory. So everything he read in the Darkhold, he now remembers. His brain cannot literally forget it, um, unless I'm sure he did his own magic spell (laughs) to forget. But so far, we know he hasn't. So he is still being corrupted by it. That puts me very quickly to the fact that obviously we've seen how it goes when Doctor Strange gets corrupted by the Darkhold. I think that's kind of the whole point of why we saw the Illuminati scene. So I definitely think we're going to see our Strange go down that hole. I also think it kind of really does the whole parallel with Wanda, considering we've now seen Wanda do it as well. So I think the two of them are paralleled a lot throughout Marvel. And I think this was a good. This is just another way we're going to see another hero go down that route for now. Wanda's going to probably be on the back burner for a little while, so I'm expecting to see some evil strange appearing in Secret Wars further down the road. Yeah, I definitely think that's a possibility. I think it's also worth noting that he is still not the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth 616. I think going into MOM, we kind of predicted that Wong was going to die and that Steven would take back the mantle that he lost when he was blipped. I think it's interesting going back to Steven's personality, which he kind of alluded to, he clearly is a little bit bitter about it. The fact that he's not Sorcerer Supreme. So I could see that being kind of a motivation for his corruption with the Darkhold is the fact that he wants his title back. And that even though he really, you know, obviously respects Wong and they're friends, he feels like he was unjustly lost his title because it wasn't his fault that he, you know, made that sacrifice and and was dusted. So I could see that kind of being a motivation for his further corruption. Well, and I also just think, and you said about his personality, the whole point to me of MOM, regardless of whether or not I loved it or didn't love it, was that it showed us progression of two main characters, obviously Wanda and Doctor Strange. and. Doctor Strange was just inherently not a good guy. And we see him in every universe that we come across essentially just make the wrong choices. And it just always is seeming that our Doctor Strange is also not that far off from making the wrong choice in our universe. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, become corrupted because of the type of ego he has 
and he still clearly hasn't shaken it. He also, it almost has been boosted with the, and I know, like, as far as a lot of people would say, you know, it proves that being a superhero, it doesn't make you happy. And I think that's true, but for Steven, he still has an ego that is being fed from being a superhero. Whether he feels those other emotions as well, I'm not saying he doesn't, but he does certainly have that ego. No different than Tony did. Tony also had the ego, and while, you know, obviously Tony went through a lot and had a lot of mixed feelings about being a superhero, in its best moments, it still fed his ego. And I mean, we saw that there's, in the comics, there's a possibility of Tony being corrupted. How easily would it have been? I mean, we were all expecting to see Superior, Superior Strange, Superior Iron Man. I mean, there you go. That's evil Iron Man for you, sitting there as if Tony made the wrong choices and went the wrong way. So I don't think we're far off when you have somebody with that type of personality. I just truly don't see that there's a different way. And I I don't know if I could see Doctor Strange being the good guy in Secret Wars. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting. I think Doctor Strange is, other than Wanda, one of the characters that's the most worrisome in terms of towing the line between good and evil other than tony i mean i think wanda and strange are kind of like one and two and then tony's like probably third but i definitely think he's up there i do also want to bring up one character who's also really important to secret wars that will be interesting moving forward since we do know that we're getting wakanda forever this year as well Black Panther actually is a part of, I mean, everybody's a part of Secret Wars, but Black Panther, you know, has a real part in it, like a notable part in it. Part of what happens at the beginning of the run is that the Fantastic Four and T'Challa are building a, I'm going to call it a high-tech life raft, multiversal life raft, and it's essentially meant to help them survive if or when the Ultimate Universe and 616 actually have the incursion and they combine. Things don't really go as planned, but he's a part of that. And then I know, as as I mentioned before, in some of the subplots that go throughout Secret Wars, there is a portion of it that relates to Wakanda and the Black Panther. So knowing that that's coming forth as well, I'm really curious to see how they handle, obviously we've talked about this as well, the tragic passing of Chadwick and who's going to take on the mantle instead of T'Challa, to be the Black Panther because there is a black, a strong Black Panther storyline in this comic event, and so I'll be very interested to see how they play that. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be an interesting storyline because it's even bigger than what we got in Endgame, especially considering we really only got the combined forces of everybody for, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. So it'll be very interesting. It'll be a lot more integrated we're not going to just have a big fight scene uh, or at least if they're doing it correctly we're not just gonna have a big fight scene but secret wars itself also opens a lot of doors for us that you know we might not necessarily have opening in our own universe most likely the fantastic four will be from earth 616 that's not really an abnormal thing to think of it's possible they could be coming from whatever other universe we're combining with but who knows? But I will say a big one that's I would say to keep an eye out for is going to be the mutants. That's going to be a really interesting thing to see if that's how we get them moving forward is when we have our incursion and we run into whatever universe we run into. I think that opens a lot more storylines up. I mean, like I said earlier, Wanda's on a back burner for now, but I do think we'll see her next with the mutants. So I don't think we'll be seeing much more before that. 
I think it would be a really good way to bring him in, to properly bring him in, and you can really do him however you want in that way, because we're going to just mingle with everybody. It's going to be like a party, just like everybody's dying. Yes, that's my idea of an exciting party. <laughs> I know, that's how I like to, to go out, you know? Yeah, that's my idea of a good Saturday night right there. I don't disagree. I think my one caveat with that is, you know, they purchased 21st Century Fox in 2019. The idea that they then won't use those characters for another seven to eight years, possibly 10 years after they purchased them. I mean, obviously they use Professor X, so you can make that argument they have. And then clearly they're bringing back X-Men 97 in an animated form as well. But to not really do them the Marvel way in live action for 10 years after acquiring the rights. Oh, and of course, Fiatro. Sorry aside still bitter but to really not have them have their own franchise for that long is really tough for me I think the fans want them the fans want to see Kevin and co do them and so it'll be hard to wait that long and to keep fan interest I think for that long when people are you know there have been more and more hints as we've moved forward obviously the whole idea of Wanda and Pietro being mutants that was kind of hinted at in WandaVision so I feel like they're starting to throw things in and then to really slow burn that for like nine or 10 years is like, that's tough. Although that's not a guarantee that Secret Wars itself was going to take that long. Because think of it this way. We need a build up, right? So it's, if the incursion is starting now, we might not get full content necessarily towards it for, you know, like we might not get Avengers Secret Wars <laughs> for quite a few years still. But the ability to have things taking place because of this incursion doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to get them sooner. To your point, we've also been getting hinted at with them, but there's no slate for them. They have not put anything on the slate for us to be looking at and be like, oh, we're getting the mutants. We have been waiting for it, yes, but we have genuinely not gotten any confirmation we're getting them anytime soon. We've gotten no rumors floating around casting. We've gotten nothing. So as of right now, we have to assume they're non-existent in the MCU. And so you give it even two, three years with content that could some of it deal with the incursion, even if it's on a minor scale, it might be doable to kind of just give them little hints here and there until we get a full-fledged welcome to them. I guess. I don't know. I just It seems like a really long time. I agree. But I also think, to be fair, the X-Men have been done, redone but not really because it's all the same story. <laughs> but they've just been fooled around with a lot, and they've been some of the most successful Marvel films prior to the current MCU run. So I just think for Marvel to really get ready to pull them in and do them right, not that I'm saying that I don't like the, the Fox versions of them, because I, they're especially the originals, those were awesome, but do them to the way that Marvel's going to want to do them, especially also to integrate them with other heroes. If we're not seeing it yet, if it's not get coming out to even be slated in the next two to three years, I mean, we'll add two to three years plus then another two at least for filming. We're already at four or five years out until we'd see the mutants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very long time. Like, I'm, I'm excited now, especially I think, too, now that we've gotten Professor X on screen. It's really made me very excited for all of them to come in their full glory in the MCU. So... I actually wouldn't be surprised if they are slated this year at Comic-Con, if they're announced as part of the 20... I don't think they've announced 25 for us yet. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they announced 25 and 26 this year and X-Men is on there. Or I do know there are two untitled features on the slate, so maybe they're going to slot them in and and they were waiting for a big in-person conference again because obviously it's been at home for the past two years to really make that impact because the fans would be there. Well, and you know what? Something else that could take place, and this could be just me spitballing a theory out here, but, I mean, to be fair, they could also do a film for them, and it's not on Earth 616. And the reason I say that is because think about some of the things that we've seen already. I mean, even with Loki, well, Loki's just a clip, but I shouldn't use Loki as an example, with Moon Knight. We really didn't get much reference to anything else that happened in the MCU. They could tell us that happened in a different universe, and we would be like, oh, dang, okay. So I wonder if if they're going to bring them fully into the MCU through Secret Wars, and that's how they established them coming in, which could make a lot of sense considering other than Wanda and Pietro, we have gotten no other confirmation that there's other mutants anywhere. It could be interesting that we might not know it, they might not confirm it until Secret Wars when it happens, but that we get a mutant film prior to that, we think it's happening in Earth 616, and then, boom, Secret Wars is going on and the incursion's taking place, and we're suddenly finding out that the mutants we watched the film of three years prior were from a different universe. Yeah, I mean, with the multiverse, really anything's possible at this point, so it's not off the table. I would think that they'd like them to kind of integrate more with 616, just based on the way Marvel's run it now. Well, I'm just saying, they, Secret Wars would be the opportunity in which they come to 616, but they could make a whole film that we could think it's Earth 616 because we've never established anything else. And then they're like, oh no, they were totally on a different universe. And now they're coming to Earth 616. Yeah, and to your point, and I'm going to bring up something that I know you're going to hate, I think we're going to start seeing content that is not 616 based because there is that rumor of a Captain Carter solo film or show. It hasn't been decided yet. Oh my gosh, listeners, her face. I can't. <laughs> I need to establish why I hate. Hold on. If you haven't listened to us for the past year, um, <laughs> the reason why I hate Captain Carter, there's two. For one, I don't like Steve's ending. As a Bucky fan, there's a lot of reasons that go into that. And eventually, when we reach our replay episode of Endgame, don't worry, there will be a pro- probably 20-minute segment <laughs> in which I can go off about a character arc issue. I'm just going to go clean my room while she yeah, like, monologues yeah, exactly. during I'll that. just talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> fine. So... I already started to dislike Peggy because of that issue. However, I'm probably most angry about the fact that we have a brand new Captain America, Sam Wilson, who no one has talked about in a year. But ever since stupid Captain Carter has been in What If, they don't stop talking about her. And I'm so annoyed because my man Sam deserves justice for the fact that no one talks about him as Captain America, who's literally in our universe, but everybody's like, oh, Captain Carter, oh my god, Captain Carter, and I'm like, Wanda, my girl, sliced her in half, and I could never have been happier. I was just cheering. I was like, oh, thank god. (laughs) Anyway. I'm just, it's just, people needed to understand. The people needed to know. Yep. Okay, cool. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore that little diatribe there. What I (laughs) meant to say was, Because we could be potentially getting a show with another Captain Carter or a movie with another Captain Carter, that would obviously not be 616 related because our Peggy Carter at this time is dead. She lived her life with Steve. Sorry, Kate. But it's true and it happened. No, I'm just happy she's dead. But anyway, go on. All right. Anyway, so it is possible to 
that we're going to start to see things that are not 616 based, which would, again, be the first time that we're going to have an entire franchise or show or film or whatever it ends up being not based there. Captain Carter may be the first one. She may not be the first one. We don't actually know, but it is a possibility now. So now we kind of have to, especially now they've name dropped 616, we have to be a little bit more discerning about, oh, what are they referencing? Is it slightly different than how you remember it? Because if it is, it might not actually be our universe, which is like a whole nother can of worms that is exciting, but also terrifying. No, I actually definitely, I'm starting to really buy into my own theory. I actually really think (laughs) that (laughs) the more I sit here, I just, I ignore what Taylor says. And I'm just like, yeah, you're so right in my head. I've never felt less loved than I do right now. (laughs) No, but as you were saying that, the more you were saying, I actually was thinking, I would not be surprised at all if that's how they did the mutants. I would not be surprised because it would be such a shock factor, I think, to fans if they if we watched this film being like, oh, nice, we got the mutants. And then the next thing you know, we're watching Secret War. I was called Secret Invasion. I was like, that's not right. Secret War. Very different. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting possibly, well, we're getting one for sure and possibly the other. But then we're watching it and they're like, oh, yeah, the mutants are from Earth, blah, blah, blah. And this entire film we saw. Because with Captain Carter, if they did decide to do that we would know it's clearly not our earth we know that for sure our peggy's dead she also was never captain carter so we're we're aware of this that would be something to us though it's like okay so now we're starting to see things that aren't from earth 616 i think it'd be very cool if they did the mutants in a way that we don't know until the big shebang of it all that we were watching something that never took place in our universe. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be shocking for sure. It could be very fun. It would hurt my brain a lot. The multiverse does that to me, but I definitely could see myself, like, gasping and hitting a stranger in the theater if that were to happen. I'm sorry, said stranger. I'm future apologizing for the assault I have not yet done (laughs) on you in in my excitement. But yeah, there is a lot to Secret Wars... And I think we're starting to get hints. I'm feeling more, you know, as we talk about it more and more, I'm feeling more confident that this is the direction that we're going. I think, you know, and we've harped on this a million times, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about it. But from literally, okay, maybe not the first movie, but because the first movie, like Iron Man, like really did not give us any direction related to the Infinity Saga because Marvel was literally just like throwing all of their noodles at the wall or whatever that like metaphor is and like praying that it stuck so that they didn't, you know, go under. Thank God they didn't. But I feel like that's not the right metaphor. It's definitely <laughs> mixing a couple of metaphors, but it's fine. Everybody knows. I like know what you're trying to, to reference, but it's not whatever you just said. <laughs> no, I put a bunch of metaphors together. It's really fine. <laughs> But after Iron Man, pretty much everything was very clear. We were starting to see Infinity Stones in every film. Obviously, we've talked about this. We are not getting that in Phase 4. But I'm starting for the first time since No Way Home to see things that are actually giving me a direct direction and telling me, like, oh, specifically, this is where I think we're going. These are specific hints and the right words are being used and the right characters are bringing in. And now we're starting to see the characters that are bringing in and the storylines that are starting to evolve are storylines that happen in this. And it's making me feel a lot better, honestly. (laughs) Well, and I, I love phase four. I genuinely, there are so many characters I've already fallen in love with. There are so many 
stories I've loved so much. But to your point, we there was a lot of just where are we going with this? We got very little crossover. I think for a while, the biggest crossover we got was the Black Widow film with Hawkeye, which we all expected. So I definitely, especially because of the end credit scene of Black Widow. So then I was like, well, I guess Yelena's in in Hawkeye. (laughs) Like, that's going to make sense. But I think because we were getting so little crossover and we had the multiverse, the multiverse, the multiverse, the multiverse, and like everything that was like magical or mystical of anything. But then we never had much confirmation on what it meant. We never had much confirmation on, you know, how did Loki affect this? Did Wanda open something? Did like, where is all this going? I think it was really hard for us for a while. And I really am happy that I, to your point, I think we have a direction. We're probably getting somewhere now. It's a shame to say that Multiverse of Madness didn't do anything as a film. That the end credit scene is what actually did it for us. Because I think everybody was like, oh, we're finally getting answers. And then we just didn't. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be interesting too because we're getting some other things that kind of are unrelated to Secret Wars coming up. So we'll have a little bit of a lull probably in some of it. Obviously we have Miss Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, all right in a row. So It'll be interesting since they're not inherently going to be related to it, at least for now. Obviously, I'm sure we'll see those characters coming up in Secret Wars. I'm not going to for a second doubt that, but we don't... Not, nothing we're going to see in the next three months is going to actually really touch on anything, probably with the multiverse. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think we're going to get any advancement in that portion of the MCU at all. It's going to be a lot of character development of, obviously, old characters, and then introducing two new ones who will be hopefully integral moving forward but to your point i think we're gonna take a big old pause on everything multiverse related with the exception potentially of some end credit scenes here or there those are always a toss-up of whether or not they're gonna touch on something that's completely franchise agnostic to the one that we're just seeing but other than that i don't really foresee any major movement in the multiversal aspect. Well, you know, I actually really quick want to point out, I'm not sure if anybody else has been noticing this or if you've been noticing this, Taylor, but the end credit scenes have actually done less setting up than they've done in the past. I remember, and I I don't remember the exact what movie it was from, but it had an end credit scene, It, and I think it was the one with Bucky when he was uh, his arm was in the thing and it was actually setting up civil war it was in the future to that and it's an end credit scene but it's at the most it's all, after one of the most random scenes that no one knew when it was going to happen or take place like it just kind of was like oh what the heck or even like when we first got the twins it just kind of was like oh what is this but a lot of the end credit scenes lately have had the characters from the movie in the scene. Even Shang-Chi had it with, well, Shang-Chi and Katie going to interact with Wong and, and Bruce and all of them. We do see that, you know, they were directly interacting with them. It wasn't an, a, an unrelated end credit scene. We used to get a lot more weird ones where it would be like, we don't know what it's predicting or what it's placing us until three, four, five films later. And then we're like, oh. Dang. Yeah, actually, now that you say that, I'm thinking more about it. Like, even they've been, you're right, they've been very franchise-centric. Like, thinking about the Eternals. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the first one was Cersei, and then the second one was Harry Styles. (laughs) 
in No Way Home, it was him going to see MJ and then the beautiful shot of his new suit. So it was, or was that the first one? And then what was the other well, one? Well, regardless, you're correct. Those were the Yeah, either way, it was all Spider-Man related. So much of the end of that movie, I just like, I'm not sure what was like the end of the movie and what was like end credit scenes, even though I've seen it twice. And then to your point, both of Shang-Chi were also, I think, Shang-Chi related. So, oh yeah, because it was his sister, which was the other one. So it really has been very franchise-centric. Yeah. Even Black Widow. Yeah. So every movie that's come out so far has been incredibly franchise-centric. I don't love that. If I'm going to be honest, I really liked the whole, here's one to further this franchise, and here's one that is a clue for you for five years from now. Puzzle on it. I Well, and I think that could possibly be a reason so many people were so mad about these end credit scenes, because... The first one obviously was fine because it's also not even just opened up things with possibly at the time us thinking Doctor Strange 3, but now Secret Wars, but not having a second one once again, just because obviously we had a second one, but it didn't apply to anything, just once again established nothing. <laughs> we don't have a hint to anything in the future. And I've definitely started to see more and more of that. I mean, the shows have gone from having end credit scenes a ton to Moon Knight having one. So it's definitely been weird, and it, you know, we love our end credit scenes. <laughs> We're Marvel fans. We've at this point we've all been growing up on the fact that we are, are expecting end credit scenes, and that's fine. But it's the fact that the ones we are getting are not really showing us what we might get further down the line. Yeah, I think that was honestly half the fun. Like, you go see the movie. I'll see you want to see the movie, but then like half of it is like, but what am I going to see? Like, you can make. Obviously, we make our predictions for the film, but then I always want to see, like, what are they going to come at me with out of left field that I never could have predicted? Like, we give our predictions for the end credit scenes, but I'm always expected to be surprised, and I haven't been. Like, I'm surprised in the sense that, like, there's not the one in the franchise and one out, but I'm not surprised of, like, oh, they brought in this character that I wasn't expecting, or this or that. I mean, the biggest character introduction we've had in an end credit scene has been Blade, which is exciting, don't get me wrong. But it was still very much tied to the Eternals, which made it, to me, made it feel less exciting. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of wish they would get back to the old stuff of doing one that's like so far out of left field and like we're not worried about it yet. And then come a few movies from now, we're like, oh my gosh, now this ties in. Like you could almost, and you know, and we were coming up against this doing our, our rewatch too, you can't rewatch it in timeline order because the and credit scenes give things away for other films and all this stuff. So you have to like. I almost wonder if that's why they stopped doing it. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, I do too. But think about it. All these have been. All these productions were getting halted during COVID. Yeah. When was everybody start? People who weren't fans. When did they start watching it over COVID? And now they were all. They couldn't watch it in timeline order because of end credit scenes. But then they also couldn't watch it in when it came out order because they didn't make sense to each other anymore. Because. You sit here and have Iron Man, then you go back to the 40, 1940s because you've got Cap. Right. Or you have Captain Marvel, who's now before all the rest of the MCU, but comes out before Infinity or after Infinity War. So I almost wonder if that's why they're avoiding doing it now, is that if you want to do a rewatch, you're not spoiling something further down the road for yourself because you don't have to worry about the end credit scenes. I just, here's a simple solution. Watch it till the end credit scene and then come back to the end credit scene later. People won't. Or find it online. <laughs> People but won't. Like, 
I just, I'm frustrated. I miss being really shocked. I can't remember. I mean, other than them releasing the teaser trailer for MOM, that's what it was for Spider-Man. The teaser trailer was the second one. Which also wasn't surprising because it was Doctor Strange's film and Doctor Strange was no way home. Well, and it also, to me, was a waste because they just released it 24 hours later anyway. And I was like, well, I could have just watched this online. Why did I? You took a precious end credit scene. Yeah. So... I don't know. I I miss that. I'm nostalgic for the old ways. Well, and that's why when you brought up, you know, seeing hints towards Secret Wars in other things, I don't expect to. I really don't. And it's unfortunate, but I even think back to WandaVision. Monica got set up for Secret Invasion, and the other one was Wanda reading the Darkhold to set up MOM. You know, like... I don't expect, unfortunately, these the next works to really set up Secret Wars, especially when, for right now, the next few characters coming out are not the most pivotal in Secret Wars. I hate that I agree with you on this, but I do. I know. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap on our Secret Wars episode. Hopefully you guys have found this helpful to give us a little bit of a framework for what we might be able to expect a few years down the road and moving forward. It's definitely been a fun time for us to do the research and really dig into it, and I'm for sure looking forward to doing it further. If you're looking forward to any future coverage and how it might relate to Secret Wars, you should subscribe to our show on your podcast platform of choice. If you're already a fan of the show, we would super appreciate it if you would give us a rating or a review. It helps us know that you are enjoying the content that we're putting out for you. You can also find us on our blog where we have extra supplemental content, corrections, and things that we forgot to say in the episode that we researched later. And last but not least, linked in our show notes is our Spotify page that has a playlist for all of the coverage related to the movies, predictions, and reactions, a playlist for each of the separate shows and the episodes within them, and one giant playlist with all of the songs available on Spotify that have appeared in the MCU shows and movies. And lastly, make sure to follow the Twitter, it's Let's Talk MFT. There we have all the new blog and podcast episodes as soon as they come out, so you can find the links to them right there. We also tweet our own theories along with everybody else's, like retweeting theirs, liking, all sorts of stuff, interacting with people. So just follow that and you'll get everything you need in one spot. Very exciting for us because coming up, we have our one year as a podcast. So we will be releasing an episode about some of our favorite things we've done, talked about, and covered within the past year and what you can expect from year two. And then, I don't know, believe it or not, we're already getting ready for Ms. Marvel, even though I feel like MLM and Moon Knight just ended. So also start getting ready for that. Our predictions episode will be around the corner before you can believe it, because Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it.